Welcome to Avoid the Confusion, the podcast where we delve deep into the minds of top performers in their respective fields. I'm your host, Kenny Robinson, and each week my goal is to bring you inspiring guests who will share their stories and strategies for success. Here at Avoid the Confusion, we believe that mental toughness is the key to achieving your goals. We explore the power of not giving up. We showcase the many failures and obstacles that are part of the journey towards success. So join us on this weekly journey of discovery as we bring you stories that show we are all human and that success is achievable with the right mindset and strategies. Get ready to be inspired to be the best version of yourself and Buckle up and don't forget, this is Avoid the Confusion. All right, everybody, welcome back. Thanks again for joining us this week. This week, man, I have someone super special to me, Mike Fiesel, uh, co-founder, CEO of RoofMax. And uh, RoofMax was a, a huge part of our life, has been, still is. Uh, it's where my entrepreneurial journey began. And uh, we've expanded a little bit since those early days of RoofMax, you know, four years ago, coming up on four years now. But Mike, thanks for so much for joining us. Glad to yeah. have you on here. And uh, nice, man, to nice get to started. Here, yeah, absolutely, man. To get started, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what, what things are happening these days. And then I would really like to get into what led you to become an entrepreneur in the first place. Sure, sure. Well, you know, I got out of high school from a small town farming community outside of Columbus, Ohio, a place called Sunbury. Um, had no aspirations for college, uh, at least when I got out of high school. Ultimately, I did go to school for a very short period of time um, and dropped out to start my roof replacement company. My brother and I both, my brother went through college and, and paid his way through with uh, working with a friend of our family's small roofing company in, in Columbus. And so I had worked with them as well, then decided to go to school and then had an opportunity um, to do some new construction and was making start my own business. Right. Literally, I borrowed my dad's ladder and put it on top of my Honda Civic hatchback and was showing up, showing up at these new construction developments. Um, and within the first few months, I finally traded that in and got a truck, you know, and and, uh, and that's kind of how the journey started. Um, within a year, uh, had my brother quit his job. He was out of state, came back to be my partner, and we built Fiesel Roofing in to be, you know, a, a successful local branded company, right? We were a household name in our market. And um, and then so fast forward, things changed so much over 25 years in the industry that we decided to sell that business. Uh, still in existence today. Actually, the the guy who bought it has grown it considerably. I think they're 130, 140 million dollars now. Um, but we saw the changes in the industry, and then we went down the path of you know the path that we're currently on with RoofMax. But but those were you know, those 25 years is really where I cut my teeth on business and made all the mistakes, and you know, and where I learned how to build a business. And it's yeah. not easy. We just have to stick with it. That's right. That's right. So uh, and and it's man, you're somebody that I'm really excited to have on because we've had in-depth conversations I've, I've we've talked in the past about your struggles things you you and Todd your brother had to overcome during those years at Fiesel Roofing um do you think like like kind of touch on some of those a little bit some of those hard times and do you think that your ability to adapt and learn and and continue to push forward even through failure sort of gave you the courage when the time came to kind of blaze a new path in a new industry or yes um yeah I, I would say that and you know one of my 
one of my weaknesses is that I don't see hurdles and I don't see challenges. Um, I, I see challenges, but I, I just think everything is a lot easier than it ultimately ends up being. So maybe it's just, you know, not, not that sharp. Um, <laughs> so therefore I dive in and think it's going to be easier than it is. And then, you know, you grind through it. What's, what's changed for me and that, that I still have that trait. And I think it's a positive trait um, because if I knew, if I knew early on what the struggles were going to be, I wouldn't have wanted to go through that level of pain through the years of Feasel. And that would equally be true through RoofMax and the challenge it's been getting an entire new industry up and running. And, you know, it's been a heavy, heavy lift, um, hundred hour weeks. Oh, and yeah. I did that for about four years. Right. And I think, as you know, it, it adversely affected my health and I've taken a step back. I'm still very involved, but you know, I'm only putting in 40, 50 hours a week now. That's right. Um, just trying to get my health back together and focus more on myself. Um, but the, the ability to keep grinding and, and not quit when things are tough, remaining positive and optimistic when things are tough is a very rare trait. Um, I did not have that trait at a young age. Um, I was always looking for the easy path. My brother had that trait. I brought this up at, at, at our conference that we had you know, back in, if you heard me talk about that, um, at conference, um, my brother is a grinder and I, over time learned to become a grinder. Also, um, I'm always looking for the easy path. I was a hard worker, but I would look for the easy path. And if it was difficult, then I would always look for other opportunities. And I didn't focus on the business. Um, you know, we started a concrete company and that wasn't successful. I was always looking for something else because I couldn't figure out how to get my business where I wanted it to be. You know, I do have the ability to, to dream big again, because I don't think I have that filter of hurdles and challenges. I just dive in and, and uh, good or bad I do. And what I, what I learned all the way up until 2006. So from 88 to 2006, which was the second time we all almost went bankrupt. Yeah. Um, we were down in Florida. We had a couple offices, big hurricane, 04 hurricane season, four hurricanes hit Florida three and one hit twice. So it was massive damage. And, and ultimately I had to come back, let go of a bunch of employees, people that have literally been on the roof with me and my brother, they were family, make a lot of tough decisions. Um, and one of my mentors, Jim Abrams, uh, Jim consolidated the heating and cooling industry. Uh, today that's Company's called Service Experts. It's a public company over a billion dollars. And he always said, Mike, either you'll make the tough decisions or somebody will make them for you. And, and I didn't understand that until 2006. I heard it back in 2003 and four, never understood it until 2006. And he was right. And, and I realized who ran my company were my employees, mm -hmm. my brother's employees. And what I mean by that is, you're always trying to cater to everybody's needs and their whims and make everybody happy. And, you know, today with RoofMax, over 300 dealers, 50 employees. So I don't know, four or 500 people in the company. Um, I just, I just turn my ears down. I, I, I have earplugs in. I listen, I hear, and then I make the best decision for all of the dealers. Or in that case, all of the employees at Feasel. But we always were at everybody's whims. And, you know, it's because we want to try to be fair and, and all of that. But ultimately, the only thing that matters about being fair is that you're fair to the company itself, because that is the thing that is alive. It takes on a life of its own that has to feed all of these families. Right. Sure, you're doing it to make profit, but, but you're feeding these families. You have responsibility. And so I didn't make the tough decisions. 
And I had to let these people go. And I, I swore I'd never do that again. And after 06, we came back from $1.3 million in debt, um, paid it off in a year and continued to grow that company. It was never more successful than from 06 till 13 when we sold. We made more profit in those few years than we did in the previous 20 mm -hmm. um, by multiples. And that set me up to understand what I needed to do with RoofMax because it has been a very tough road. Um, because again, you build relationships with people like yourself, especially the early dealers, mm -hmm. right? Most of the dealers today that have come in, I don't know them. There was, you know, and, and, and we'll probably go from th over 300 dealers to 600 this year. I don't have the ability to get to know every dealer, unfortunately. Um, but still I make the decisions that need to be made in the company, even though they're not popular and yeah. ego gets in the way. And you think that business is a popularity contest. You want all of your people to really, um, uh, like you, I have learned, I don't care who likes me or doesn't. I make my decisions based off of what's right for the company. And that's always more than not. It's not popular. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, for so. me, I learned a lot. It's, it, it just touching on that a little bit, you know, I was fortunate enough to be in a position to where I sat in on a lot of those, uh, conversations with corporate and you were bouncing ideas. You had a group of dealers and where, you know, y'all were very concerned how these decisions would impact the dealer community Correct. and everything. And then, you know, then on the flip side, I watched as, as some of those decisions got handed down and people would get mad and, and, and not like it. And, and, they, and their assumption is always that y'all don't care. You're just chasing money. But I was, I was actually fortunate enough to see the other side where the there have been side. conversations for months leading up to a decision yes. that's about to be made and you can't do, make a decision that's going to make everybody happy. I mean, no. I can't imagine being, you know, at your level and having that many people that a one individual decision could impact, you know, there's only you know 10 people other than yeah. uh, my leadership team is, uh, consists of only about 10 people and I can't make a decision that makes 10 people happy, much less no. hundreds and of people. And I want to take that, but when I said that you kind of put the earplugs in or you put the blinders on, mm -hmm. it's not that you it's not that you do that hundred percent because you do go in and you get, you know, you have conversations with people that that you respect their feedback. Um, and I don't mean just the dealers, the dealers, the employees. That's right. You know, I believe a janitor has as much value to a company as the CEO. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's an important way to look at it because if you don't, um, then you're not listening to everybody in the company from the bottom to the top. And, and I don't even believe in a bottom and a top, you know, I believe right. you know, there's a philosophy leading without authority. And yes, ultimately there has to be somebody that swings the gavel and makes a decision or it's not, or, or you know, it's just not a business at that point. Mm -hmm. But if you try to lead without authority, you know, bring in great people and, and motivate them and then let them do their thing and hold them accountable to their actions. That's right. Including yourself, right. which is the That's biggest right. Yeah. I mean, we, we, that's exactly how we do it here. You know, we were fortunate enough to win roofing contract of the year for the second year in a row here in our market. And me wow, and Macy, congratulations. Me, and, me and Macy decided ultimately I was having a little bit of health issues and, and we decided not to even go to the red carpet event and send our team to accept the award. And it was really cool to see those pictures and see them happy for what they had accomplished. Because I mean, I'm like you, I have, big ideas that have big vision. It's hard often to sell that vision to everybody. And when you finally have a group of people who are bought in and believe in your vision, believe in your mission, and they start to make decisions that push everybody closer to that outcome, that's a beautiful thing. And you really need to reward those people and make sure they understand how much you value and appreciate everything that they do. 
people don't follow action. They follow or don't follow words. They follow actions. That's it. hundred percent. So yeah, talk is cheap as they say, and it is very cheap. So you have to back up your actions, uh, your words with your actions. And that's tough sometimes in business. It is without a doubt, without a doubt. So when it back, let's back up a little bit back when you were having the troubles with Fiesel roof and where y'all, you, you guys had expanded sort of multi-state at that point. Do you think, do you think maybe some of the issues could have been trying to expand too fast, chase too much or? Yes. Um, as I said, I was always looking for another option. Mm -hmm. And we had just went through the 03 hailstorm at Columbus, Ohio, generated a ton of revenue. Um, I don't know, between the two years, we probably did roughly $40 million, but the market had been somewhat eaten up. So we knew that there was going to be some downturn, right? And we had built this big team. So we said, let's just go down to Florida. These massive hurricanes hit. There's a ton of damage. We now understood how to work with the insurance industry. So we thought, um, and, and we know roofing, right? So it's only Florida. And plus, we can take a bunch of the people and keep the company at the size it was when we didn't have to scale back. All great on paper. Um, we didn't have the systems in place that we thought we did in, in, in Ohio. Um, I didn't have the data flow that I do today, right? I didn't have tight KPIs or key performance ind indicators, right, that you're running your company on. There's certain, certain numbers you need to know, and you need to know them here, not looking them up. That's right. you know, it's a number you have to look up. It's not a very important KPI. Um, so, you know, and, and everybody in the department needs a KPI. So we didn't have any of those things in place. And by the time we really realized we were in trouble, it was too late and we were hemorrhaging cash. Um, we, we did kind of change our model because in Florida, everybody wanted metal roofs and it was great. They were $35,000 back in a time. You know, the average price was 30, 35. When a roof replacement back in 04, in Florida, which is an expensive market, was 275, mm -hmm. 250. Um, you know, today it's probably six bucks in Florida. So roofing really got expensive after 04. But, you know, with, with roofing materials used to be $30 a square, not 100, That's not right. 80. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, we just didn't have the we didn't have the business together. And we were chasing kind of a new industry, right? within an industry, which was mm -hmm. all metal roofing. And I'm like, wow, you know, now I have aspirations again of building this across Florida and going into other states, coastal communities, building out a metal roofing company, you know, something that was new. And again, eye off the ball, not focused, not disciplined, more ideas. I'll tell you, ideas are, are a great thing, but when you're chasing everything, you absolutely right. chase nothing. And That's you right. can't build things you can't focus on and what gets focused on gets done. Mm -hmm. And I didn't bring any of that folk. All of that focus is here 100% from day one with RoofMax. And if I had my old mentality of all the mistakes I've made over the last 35 years now in business, we've made plenty. I mean, I'll, I'll make them today. I'll make them tomorrow, right? But you make fewer and you make ones that are less, uh, you know, you're not stepping on landmines, right? That could be a life ender that can shut down an entire company. As yes. did my, my bad decisions with Fiesel. Absolutely. And I would also toss in there in the mix that without all those failures, you wouldn't be where you are today with the mindset that you have today. So this it, it, it kind of goes back to without Fiesel roofing, without the mistakes, without the adversity, without the things you had to overcome, you wouldn't be the CEO that you are today for RoofMax, for that right. entire brand. So 
Correct. Even roof though you're a, doesn't exist today without feasel roofing. It, it, and it just, it just couldn't have because it's those lessons, it's those hard times, it's that growth that happens over time that, that ultimately lead you to a point to where you can make those hard decisions and Correct. And, do, and do all the things that you have to do. And, and I can't imagine trying to build an entire new industry like you guys have done with RoofMax. And um, man, that like the self-doubt that, that creeps in a lot of times, even if you're doing roofing, there's a hundred people in your market doing roofing, you know, it's sustainable, you know, it's a quality industry, but then the, to branch out and do something nobody has ever done uncharted waters. I mean, that, that has to take a little bit of mental fortitude in and of itself to take that leap, to take that first step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been tough. It's much easier today. You know, we're, we're turning profit. Um, you know, last year, and I've announced this publicly to our, to our dealers, right. It was our, our most profitable year. There's been a few years where it hasn't been profitable. Now, a lot of that was, we were, you know, we went from three people, me, my brother and sister working out of my house um, in 19 to today there's, I don't know, it's 45, maybe close to 50 people. I, I, we're hiring people a lot and I'm not involved with that at this point, but you know, and probably by the end of this year, we'll have probably a hundred people mm -hmm. in the company at the, at the pace we're, we're growing. If things continue the way they continue to go. And I, I see no reason why they won't be. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that's great. And I, and, and that's, and I, that's why I wanted you to come on and, and talk about some of this stuff, man. And I'll let you know in on a little inside secret. The reason I got so open to sitting in front of my computer in front of the screen and talking and doing a podcast and all is I was thinking back for myself, what really propelled me because I was a police officer for over a decade, loved what I did, knew that's what I was going to do for the rest of my, my life. I knew I was going to retire from that. There was not a doubt in my mind until one day a friend of mine asked me to help him put a metal roof on his house, a fellow officer. We were doing that. I got injured. I was laid up in bed for a few weeks with nothing to do. And because I had watched all the, the, the Tiger Kings or whatever else was on Netflix at that time, just being in bed with nothing to do. And, and I saw Mike Feasel sitting in front of his computer talking about roof. Out of my house. Out of your house. In, my your, house. in your house, your home computer. And yep. my first instinct was bullshit. I mean, pardon my friends, but I was like, you can't spray something on a roof that's going to make it last longer. So I actually set out on a journey to, to sort of disprove it. You know what I mean? And feel better about here's another scam snake oil. And I couldn't find, I found positive after positive. And I said, well, let me check into this. And the rest is history. We became roof max dealers, had some success early on and branched out. Uh, you know, full roofing service company. roofing company now that's growing in two states and um we're doing very well on you know all around and uh that one video of you talking about a product and an idea yeah truly because of the timing and and me being laid up in in bed and just in a in a in a moment of sort of vulnerability where i was actually wasting some time watching videos happen that happened to be one of them and all of that ultimately propelled us to where we are today and actually is the reason why i mean you're even able to sit here and have this conversation I, i'm not a believer in coincidence kenny i believe in coordinated incidents i'm not a believer <sighs> in coincidence and uh, many things come across our paths in our lives many times we're not ready for it um, but you've just got to keep grinding until those things show up and when they do you try to take advantage of those opportunities 
Um, but many times we miss things. I'm sure I've missed plenty and, and we'll continue to, but, you know, I try to grasp the ones that make sense and run with those. So, and I'm sure our challenges aren't over. We're going to play more challenges as we move ahead. We're still a fairly small business. Yeah. But my, in my mind, it's those, I think, I think in, in, let me know if you agree. Um, I would love to hear your input on this, but it's sort of, I've sort of come to the realization that the people who ultimately reach, uh, a level of success that others aspire to achieve are those that don't necessarily, and I don't think it's a hindrance. Like you were talking about earlier, you don't see obstacles. I feel like I see obstacles and I see um, roadblocks, potential roadblocks ahead, but I don't think about those. I just focus on what we can do to, to be the best we can be today. And if we do get hit with something like that, I, I feel confident. And I thank God beforehand for the, for the, ability to overcome it, to figure it out and make it through it. And I think that's the only reason why we're able to grow and push and and have the success we're having is because I don't let the fear of the unknown stop, stop me. I don't let it hold me back because I know, I know, and, and I, it's a saying I've heard for forever, either going through hard times, coming out of hard times or headed for hard times. I mean, that's yeah. just it. They're, they're, life is life. And, uh, we share a mutual friend and Brian Fasulo and Brian told me when we were at the roof max conference, we had the exact conversation and Brian said it to me in a way that I'd never heard before, but I, but I, I truly believe what he said is accurate. He said, the, the harder you work, the more you show up, the more disciplined you are and you chase bigger and better things throughout life. All you do is move the decimal point, hundred dollar jobs become thousand dollar jobs become, you know, $5,000 jobs, but your hundred dollar problems, become thousand dollar problems they become five thousand dollar problems so life is just life it, it doesn't get easier later it just gets later and at the end of the day you're uh you're always going to have problems so yep. figure out how to figure out how to fall in love sort of with the journey with the process and uh when you do that the outcome will kind of work itself out a hundred percent and you know if you're only doing it for financial reasons and of course we all work to be paid nobody wants to do things for free we all want a better life, but if you're only doing it for financial reasons, you you will have a tougher time at growing it to anything at scale. Um, of course, you know again we we all do it for money, but but you have to love the process. And if you love the process, if you only love the money, you can't love the process. That's right. But if you can love the process, enjoy what you're doing, realize the impact you're making, um, realize that when you have struggles, that there's something to be learned from that and not just feel beat down. You know, I do, I mean, I do see problems once I go down a path mm -hmm. and then we get to the end and that, that concept, that idea didn't work. Um, but instead of just giving up, you sit back and you kind of just look at the whole situation and what did you learn from it? There are programs, for example, at Fiesel and at RoofMax currently that we went down a path, shut something down and went, okay, that's successful but it's not successful now, pull it back. We're gonna reinstitute it later. And there's some programs that we're doing that one big program we're instituting this year that we'll be doing that with. Um, and and that, that's just business, right? So was it not, was it a failure back then? It was a failure at the time, but what do we learn from it? And yeah, yeah. I think I, this is my personal opinion. I, and I believe if everybody approached life this way, so many more people would be happier. It's life on a daily basis, all we're really doing is collecting data all the time. So if you just focus on 
how you show up and how you respond to the data that you receive each day, you're better set to tackle whatever challenges life throws at you tomorrow. If you get caught sort of delving, like just, just focusing on those issues, focusing on those problems, you're always going to have those issues and you're always going to have those problems. Like the difference between the process and the money, like you were talking about, you can't focus on the money and then be better at the process, but you can focus on the process and how you show up every day and how you yes. respond and how you act and watch the bank account grow. It's just a, so if you can, like you said, you, you obviously you have to be aware of the money, but you can't be driven yeah. by the money. If that's your, um, if that's your driver, it, you're probably going to fail in my opinion. Yeah, you know, and I think you can make money. I think most people are driven by money, but and, and many people, that's their primary driver. And I think they're okay, but I don't think you're going to go change an industry. I don't think you're going to do what Zuckerberg did. Um, I don't think you're going to do what Elon Musk did. Those guys aren't doing that for money. Um, right. You know, I don't think you're going to do anything. Uh, anything large takes a passion. Um, and, and I think, and again, I, I have friends that have $30, $40 million companies and they do it for the money. They're okay with the business, but it supports their lifestyle. But they're not, but, and they want to grow a $100 million company or $200 million company, but they're not dedicated enough to it. And, you know, now they're old like me and nearing 60 and, and they're just like, no, I got my boat. I've got my house uh, on the ocean and I've got my house back in my, you know, my main state and my life is good. And, and, uh, but they don't continue to grow it. And, and you see those struggles versus people that are just driven by passion. You know, you mentioned Fasulo. Um, you know, at, to me, attitude is altitude. And mm -hmm. have you ever spoke to Brian Fasulo where he's down in the, in the mouth, where he's just, woe is me. That guy's always positive. He's always upbeat. He's mm -hmm. always funny, you know, and I'm sure he has his days. We all oh, do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's always, he's, he's consistently always looking at the bright side of things. And you've heard me say it to our dealers. And I say this publicly and I don't say it, I don't hold back a bit. The woe is me, um, always negative, always a challenge, always pointing fingers back at the company or other dealers are people that will they'll always have a tough time. And I'm always telling the dealers, I said it on yesterday's uh, weekly, weekly call. If you have a relationship with a dealer who is not having success, Unless they're super positive, get rid of that relationship. Go fishing with them. Just don't talk about business. Only align yourself with people who are either having success or are extremely positive because extremely positive people will get have success. And I see that across all of our dealers. The successful dealers are optimistic and the dealers that are in the middle that are remaining optimistic and building. And then there's the other dealers. And I can't tell a dealer that, right? I can mm -hmm. say it to them. They have to figure it out, is that them? You know, That's do right. they have a mirror? Do they have a mirror in their home? And so looking at ourselves and realizing that we're the stumbling block. We're the stumbling block. We've got a state where one of our dealers has been here since day one. I'm not going to say this date. I don't want to point out the dealer. That dealer still to this day, great guy. It blows me away. He can only get X on a treatment, mm -hmm. right? He just can't get above it. And, and so now, you know, he got into the roof replacement business. Um, and, and he's doing okay there and he's doing okay with roof max, but he's not crushing roof max because he said in my market, I can only get so much. And this guy's a professional salesperson. He's done this entire life. I'm improvement guy. Mm -hmm. 
And now there's another dealer that came into that market that's brand new, getting twice his price and blowing it up. Yep. Up and, him and a partner. Just and I, is my point. And I think some of that happens because people attach too much emotion to a price point or too much emotion to something. Yeah. And, and, and like the, the hardest thing for me to do when I brought other people in is when they hear a dollar amount and they think in their mind, that's too much money. Like you can't like based on what information, based on what data, you can't take a feeling that you have internally and yeah. assume that to be factual. That's actually part of the basis for the entire podcast and avoid the confusion. <laughs> like don't get confused. Like go gather some data, try some things, try to sell it at this price point. The, the the biggest thing is remaining open to everything. That's right. Not That's crystallizing right. something and making it real in your head. Because once you make it real, perception is reality. And trust me, if you can't believe, if you don't believe you can sell it over X, you will absolutely, you are right. You mm -hmm. won't. And um, so, but yeah, we get business backwards and we get, we get all confused and we don't, you know, we, we make things way more difficult than they need to be. That is for sure. We do. And and to touch on you talking about the relationships and surrounding yourself with the right people, this doesn't just go for Roofmax dealers or business. It's in marriage, for life, being a father in life. So life. for example, I have a good friend of mine and like you, I won't say names or anything like that because I don't want to call this person out. But for for quite a while, he had a bit of a a, a rough, I would say, time at home. And every now and then we would be in the same place. We play golf together and he would show up and he was drinking a little more than normal. And I'd be like, Hey man, what's going on? And he was like, you know, my wife's just giving me such a hard time. She, she keeps telling me that I, I drink too much. And he was drinking as we were having a conversation. So I stopped and I said, Hey, let me ask you a question. I said, uh, do you feel like you drink too much? And he's like, no, he said, I don't. He said, I may do. I only have two, three beers a day in the afternoon when I get off work max and he's like and they give me a hard time he's like so but it's not that big a deal and I said okay I said uh have you ever tried just not having them and seeing if it makes family time better or anything like that and he was like well yeah well what I did I started putting it in the fridge outside so they didn't know so that way they wouldn't get mad at me and things started getting better I said time I said hold on I said look man if your family is telling you that they believe you have a problem and they'd like to see what it's like to have you sober in the afternoons and not having a few drinks. And you're trying to trick them into thinking you're not drinking and putting alcohol in a different place. I said, I said, bro, you may have a problem. I was like, have you ever thought about that? And he, I said, what if you lost your wife and your children because of this? I said, is that something you could live with every day? And he said, well, no. I said, so what's more important to you? Yeah. And he started, he's like, well, my family, I said, then show them. I said, go home and throw all that stuff away and show them that they're more. At least, at least, at least for a while to That's prove right. yourself that you don't have a drinking problem. That's right. But I think I'm not saying seek Kenny Robinson as a friend, but seek those type of friends. Cause there's so many friends in that moment would be like, oh, the hell with that. There's no way I'd put up with her telling me what to do. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it's not just business it's just your personal life seek people who push you to be a better husband to be a better father sister yeah. wife whatever the case may be and yeah. i can't the people that i choose to surround myself with i can't call and say hey macy's being horrible today she's on me about never washing the dishes because the first thing they're going to do is like when's the last time you did wash the dishes yep you know what i mean so 
Absolutely. I think it's important. There's no, there's nothing more important than surrounding yourself with the right people um, that push you to be a better you. And if they don't, if they're negative, they take away from your ability to be the best version of yourself, then, then you have a decision to make. I'm not saying ever walk away from somebody because I don't think you should leave somebody behind. I don't view life that way, but there's nothing wrong with you realizing that the path that you're on varies too much from the path that they're taking and you can no longer walk side by side that and, and, and kind of just, you know, go in your own way. Mike, I hope I didn't lose you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Avoid the Confusion. We hope you found it inspiring and informative. Remember, success is not just about the talent. It's about mental toughness, perseverance, and the willingness to learn and grow. Make sure that if you found value in this episode today, that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. If you truly found it valuable, share it with your friends and family so they too don't miss episodes moving forward. And then don't forget to join us again next week as we bring you another top performer in there respective field and explore what it takes to be the best version of you for you. Thanks again for listening to Avoid the Confusion. We'll see you next week.